Because we're down your way. We're always down your way. Because we're down your way. I'm always down your way. And as the strains of the Downs Your Way theme tune fade away, something that we must either give up altogether or re-record. Or I kind of like it the way it is. Well, possibly. It's I off the cuff. Nobody's complained, anyway. Anyway, I welcome to this version of the podcast two characters. Number one is Rebecca. Say hello, Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. And number two in the background somewhere is Ralph, oh. who may or may not make a contribution. But if you do hear squeaking, it's me. No, it's Ralph. Now, I'm saying this with some trepidation. If all goes according to plan, people uh, observing, participating in, or whatever the right word is, in this in YouTube will be able to see a video this time. If it How doesn't exciting! Go, <laughs> if it doesn't go according to plan, you I'll have to cut one. this little part of the thing out. So yeah. I'm now going to leave a short gap. Anyway... <laughs> uh, so welcome, Rebecca. The, the purpose of today's broadcast is to talk about the exciting news that your next album is due for release on the 9th of April. I'm very excited. And pre-orders are available at rebeccadowns.com forward slash shop. That may not be the only time you hear that in the course of this Won't be if you give it a chance. So yeah. Podcast. Um and we have some examples of the wares on offer, knocking around for those who can see it. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a very good effect for radio e slash podcast. E yeah, exactly. Got your booklets, got your CDs, roll up, roll up, etc. Anyway, carry on, Colin. Yes, it's been a while since you've needed to do that, what with not gigging, isn't it? I know. Um, so let's let's go back to the beginning. What? Should we go back to the start? <sighs> Sorry. Even I, even I had a... Had not done that one. Even I had resisted the opportunity <laughs> to try that one out. I think it probably would have been something like the seventh time it had been used since we started doing these podcasts. So I thought it's probably time to retire it gracefully from Sorry. the scene. But anyway, apologies. No, no, that's fine. No, it's if you do it, you can't complain afterwards, can you? So what stimulated the idea? Where did the idea come from? First of all, to do a stripped back album. Well, we've always had it in our minds to do an album like this as you know we keep going on about it sorry but we we are songwriters and we do write quite a considerable amount of songs um some of which are really fitted to the album we're working on at the time and some of which aren't and we've got we had a lot of tracks kind of rolled up that we thought oh these would be great on a stripped back album but we didn't want to just bring out a whole original strip back album because that's not really where we are but we just thought beans that we'd done all the streams the live streams and we'd strip back the songs to do that uh people seem to be enjoying them we were definitely enjoying playing them so we just thought why don't we bring out a strip back album and then some amazing person if you want to show us yourself say your name when you hear this we were doing a live gig for Richard Dunning's Tuesday Night Music Club on Zoom. And somebody said, are there going to be any original numbers on there? And me and Steve just looked at each other and thought, well, there wasn't going to be, but what a great idea because we've got, you know, so many songs that would fit that. So our favourites and the ones we thought would fit in the best on this album are Blues For Us, the single, 
and washing all over my heart. So basically, that's where it all came from and that's where the two originals came from. The, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the album's been produced in a completely different way. So can you uh, say a little bit about the, the way it gestated and how you put it together? Well, a lot of the time, um, you know, it's gone through various stages of lockdown. Um, so sometimes me and Steve could get together because, we, you know, we've got a company, so we were kind of allowed to get together. And then there was a time, there has been a few times when that just didn't seem like the right thing to do. So basically, we'd have sessions where I open a video chat and we would both be working on stuff and I'd be recording a vocal and he'd be listening to me recording the vocal in my house and it was just, yeah. So it's kind of been a mishmash of, of how we could work over lockdown. That's the sole reason why the band was only involved on one track because it's a lot of people, you know, some people haven't got the facility to record at home and we just wanted to because we'd done the streaming as just me and Steve, get it out as quickly as we could because we just thought, you know, we need to capture the the mood of lockdown and why we've done it. Um, so that's why we've just got the band on one song, which is Hurts, because um, we knew it wouldn't put other people under pressure as well because we didn't want people to feel pressured to, oh, my God, you know, I've got to come over and try and record something and I don't feel comfortable doing that at the moment. So it's a d- decision that we took. And of course, um, the way it's been kind of created, Steve's done all the instrumental parts on there. You know, literally everything you hear on the track, Steve's done. Um, He's pretty amazing. And I'm very, very lucky to work with him. I think, you know, I think the meeting each other as songwriters kind of changed both our lives. I think we were both a bit on the edge of kind of giving up everything. And when we, I I was speaking to his wife, Pat, about this the other day, and she said the same. It was kind of like he was fed up, I was fed up, and I think us both coming together has kind of like, you know, been good for both of us, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, Not just me. Sorry. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's just amazing to be able to work with a guy like Steve. So he's worked tirelessly on this. And then his son... Steve Jr. has basically mixed and mastered all the all the songs and all the tracks, and he's done a fantastic job. I think we, if this ever gets to show, there you are. If this ever gets to uh, YouTube, there was a bit of a lighting issue there, but if you're just listening on a podcast, ignore what I've just said and carry on. There you go. Yeah, if anybody wants to see um, how effective the LED replacement is for a halogen bulb, just flick That's through not to... That's appropriate. Please <laughs> carry on. We're talking about my music. Thank you so much. <laughs> flick through to minute seven of People the People are just sort of like <laughs> falling off their chairs in, in dire bo- boredom, boredom at the moment. Yeah. Go on. Go on. <laughs> so, yes, you talked about the, the fact that it was put together uh, remotely. What sort of challenges did that give you? Well, we've never had to do that before. I mean, gosh, me and Steve and I have been working together for a long time and we get together at least twice a week unless one of us is on holiday. That's a lot, you know. Um, and, and it was like a part of my life had just been switched off and I thought, God, we've got to be able to try and, you know, work with each other. We've got to be able to try and 
capture you know what we want to do so sorry what was the question again what challenges did it set you (laughs) (laughs) i think bringing sorry i'm terrible my memory is appalling um the main challenge i think was the fact that a lot of the time we weren't in the same room and when you're in the same room you get that vibe somebody's doing something and you do something and it's like so it was trying to capture that And it was like, I'd open up a video chat and basically we'd be on there for like, I don't know, four hours. Um, So it was kind of like, okay, we're in a working room. This is not just a 20 minute chat about what we're going to do. Then I go off and do it separately. So um, I know Steve hadn't worked like that before. I have with vocal coaching. So I was trying to get some sort of you know vibe going between us and almost like you know this is we're just in a room steve this is going to be you know and it was hard um but you know it worked and i think you know a lot because we'd done the streaming we'd got all the we'd got all the songs and all the arrangements and how they were going to be in our heads anyway so kind of the hard work was done because hard work is knowing what you're going to do and we did know so Yes, uh, the plan for the next episode is to cart myself off to the Burkitt Lair and go through with him the uh, process he used to put all the instrumentation together and do all the uh, production and, uh, and, and all the other magic, but uh, that's that's for another day, perhaps. So what prompted the choice particularly of the two new ones? Because I know from my own experience, uh, and we've said this before on here, uh, there was a list of probably 20-plus songs that were knocking around at the time of More Sinner Than Saint that didn't make didn't make it for for some really probably because they didn't make the cut but many because they just didn't fit mm. and of course uh, and I've said this again before you you're driving along in the car you got your 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 iPod on random and a song comes on and you sort of think oh it's oh, oh, oh who's this oh it's Rebecca and oh my goodness it's that and oh blimey that's good you know that's happened countless times in the last two or three years um so there's always been that pool of great songs and you you probably, you know, there's probably still another, I don't know, 10 or a dozen of those 20 still knocking around there. That, and ones from the other albums and, you know. Yeah, so what... There's, so, there's a lot that are quite country as well, quite Americana. And we've always said that at one point we'd love to do, a bit like John Mayer did, like an Americana country album, but let's just leave that there for now. <laughs> Well, Colin's I, head's going to explode. No, no. I pro- the the question sits in in one of the pieces of writing we've done about this. You know, country album. Anybody? Question mark. Um, but but what drove you particularly towards those two of the several choices that you probably had that would have fitted? Yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, we went through all songs that we kind of thought would fit on a stripped back vibe. Um, we'd got a number of them and we were just listening to them, you know, together, uh, separately and kind of coming up with a judgment that, you know, these two just stood out, but they also kind of captured the, you know, the vibe of the album. But I think they, 
we just liked, we loved the songs. We thought, wow, yeah, these are, we've forgotten about these and we had forgotten about them. And I kind of, we both sort of fell in love with them again. And I think we fell in love with them more than the others that we were listening to. And, and that's just the way it is. It was just our personal choice to say. We could have put more on, but it was kind of not really about that. Um, but I'm really glad we put these on because I really believe in both the songs. But these songs are so subtle that they just wouldn't really fit on one of our studio albums going forward. So I'll, I'm just really pleased they've been given a chance for an airing, really, because I think they deserve it. And when you look at the songs that you've uh, reimagined... There's, I hate that word. I know, but I, I find it comical, really. Um, what... Let's talk a little bit about them and, and to, what, to what extent have you seen them in a different light as a result of playing them in a different way? Is there anything that struck you that way? I think just like to the core that they were good, decent songs. I think when we wrote them, we kind of listened back and thought, oh, that's not us. And, you know, because it doesn't sound like something that go on one of our studio albums now. And kind of listening to them again, I kind of brought back, you know, like the essence of some of when we got together and wrote songs sounded quite similar to this. There was almost like a little bit like, oh, this is kind of like how it all started in a way. So they kind of, they're rootsy, I think one more than the other, but they're what we're about, which is, you know, we the craft of songwriting is something that, were both obsessed with. Sorry, I, I was talking about the, the the redone ones, not the two new ones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I meant those. You God, know, to, I'm to, going on here, well, aren't you, I? You are, and I thought, and you, you, I thought I might have put you in a position where you had to spin your wheels, which was unfair of me. No, I was talking about the other uh, ten, the ten re, re, remixed, re, reimagined, as I said, oh. ones. I just wondered, it, it, it to, to what extent... Do you look at them, any of them now, in a completely different light as a result? Oh, my of God, some of them completely. Like, More Sinner Than Saint has come out as a country song. And we kind of just wait. Some of them, you know, are pretty much just acoustic strip-back versions of what they were. And then some just took off on their own and went on a little journey of their own and just sounded completely different. And it did, it made me fall back in love with More Sinner Than Saint, the song, because I've sang it so much as it is, listened to it so much as it is on More Sinner Than Saint, the album. It's really nice to hear it in that guise, and I realised, you know, deep down, there's an awful lot of production on that song, but this is, you know, stripped back, less, less, less production, and I think the song really shines through. One of the things I want to do this week is dig out a video that I took, which we have published on Facebook. So it's sitting there on the page. It just needs resharing again. But it's a video taken in the, uh, I don't know what you call it, really, the ante room of the Iron Road at Evesham, which was basically <laughs> I remember. Yeah, a room above the venue or above part of the venue, which was in a sort of semi-disused state. Semi-destructed, say, I'd say. It was like destroyed. But the choir boys being the choir boys, they had to be provided with their usual backstage uh, largesse. And this was about... They're the so rock and roll. I love them so much. <laughs> this was about the only place that had the size and scope to set it out. So you'd done your... Uh, they, this was the acoustic uh, tour. So you'd done your uh, set and, and come off. They'd gone downstairs to do theirs. 
but the, the layout of the place was such that we couldn't actually hear them. But what we could hear was the 90s dance music coming from the bar. <laughs> so we're sitting in this this sort of rather dusty environment around tables, you know, in, in the after you two are, you know, both sort of coming down from the, the, the sort of tension of doing the gig. You know what it's like backstage, you know, like loads of groupies and drugs no, no i mean it's just the three of us no, it's just the three of us on some dusty chairs yeah, get carried with away. a cup of tea with a cup of tea and 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 there's this wumpa, 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 coming up through the floor which and i don't know what could provoke the conversation i will I tell you what it was steve started to play with your guitar the, the, the famous one that john caswell gave you mm. and he was sort of fiddling around with that and that became a rendition of More Sinner Than Saint. Mm -hmm. And it started off, uh, and, and I'll be honest about it, the first sort of mumble through, we were all singing along to it. Yeah. And of course, you know, me singing along to anything is guaranteed to, to ruin it. So it, that was stopped. And then we sort of cleared the decks and I set up the video and you both set off to do a one guitar rendition of that, which I captured on video. And that was probably the first time you played that song for 18 months or more. Yeah, it was. And and you did it cold, one take, and it was just superb. I oh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a it was a magic moment for me. And that's why I put the video up on on Facebook. And that I I can trace the roots of the version of More Sin and Saint that we see on the new album back really to that, to that moment room. to that mm. moment. Because I remember you saying afterwards and, and making the point as we drove home in the van, we said, Well it started on an acoustic guitar. Mm. You know, it was strummed out on that. And I think then I could see when you started to talk about this, I thought, well, if you can take them all in the same direction as that, if you can do something different. Always been more sinner than saint. The devil may take me, but I can't wait for him. There must be an angel out there to gather me up, to take some care of me. Way down by the mission, I think I better wake up. This boat's gonna sink in I'm bound to wash up on the shore I don't belong here anymore The other one I comment on actually is sailing because yeah. the Spanish... Flamenco's <laughs> sailing, <laughs> sailing now. Um, and it works so well and it just shows you how great an instrumentalist Steve is you know he can I know he can play Indian instruments he can play you know he's he's just so so good but also good so good at kind of visualizing something different about a song you know mm, it yeah. really really is and that song yeah I, I I love singing that acoustically I think it's yeah it's all I love singing it with the full band, but he's a completely different song done acoustically. Well, I'm going to put some very short snippet tasters in in punctuating this as, well, you probably one of one or two will have passed already by the time we get to this point, just to sort of warm people up towards it and give them a little vision of what it's like without too much of a spoiler. Hold you as you tell me the best. 
let's just talk a little bit about the other things around the album. Um, we've got the CD album itself. You might like to pick that up and wave it at the camera again for the benefit of the Yao Chow. Waving it at the camera. There you go. There you go. Strip back. And we also decided this time, it, it, and I'd like to say by popular request, it's not necessarily popular request, but we've had um, a, a, a range of reactions about lyrics r ranging from requests through to grumbles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody sort of uh, was upset that Hertz's lyrics were, you know, a beetle left to die in the sun. You know, we didn't leave any beetles left to die in the sun. It is simply a metaphor. Um, but yeah, let's pass on from that. No, I was thinking more about you know people saying, well, why don't you put the lyrics in the albums, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which is a, is a is a faff. So we decided this time for He's the first time. Trying to squeeze time, them in as well. I was uh, like, well, it it's is hard. Yeah. It, it's, 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 You'd have to have like a eighty-page like CD, well, tw twenty-page at least. And uh, but we decided that we wanted to do a little more than that. So we've done a booklet and. Those have been quite, and it seems to be quite popular thus far, which I'm pleased about. But it's basically a little story of how the album was was done, um, a little pen portrait of each song. So we've we've finally sort of captured what the what the original meaning is, although you can always ascribe your own meaning to it. The lyrics and some absolutely stonking photographs taken by the great Adam Kennedy. And there's some of me and Ralph on there. Ralph's under the table. So he said he's, he didn't want, he said he thought he needed to be more Instagram ready, but I think he looks good. But I think, I think we're, well, I'm still negotiating with Ralph on his image rights. Mm. That, that we're, I think we're close, but, you know, an another sort of couple of all night sessions and we should have those nailed. Legalities, darling, legalities. But talk to us about the, the photo session, because that was, that was again, done remotely and in, in a rather... Uh, uh, well, I say unique way, but in a very interesting way. So through the, through the power, I'm just picking up my phone. Of an app on my phone? I can't remember what the app is, but I'm sure it's on there somewhere. So through an app on my phone. Is it? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, it's an app on my phone <laughs> that Adam Kennedy asked me to download. And then he takes control of the session through my phone. So he's seeing through my phone which is pretty incredible really like that's like space age stuff well it I is space age stuff right well i so he's basically on the end of a phone line uh, you, you can speak to him through the app but that didn't really i love the way you've jumped into mansplain it well it, you're mansplaining it but people might be interested. you're mansplaining it well, they might be interested okay we'll soon find out but it basically he rebecca was posing uh, I was adjusting the position of the iPhone on instruction from Adam through a, a second iPhone. Mm. And what is it? I mean, I just think they're stonking pictures anyway. Yeah, by, they're great. By, you know, in terms Even of for me that, you know, generally hates pictures of me. But in terms of composition, but also the quality is, yeah, a, is amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, it really is. Um, and that's different to the original photo shoot we had with him, which was online as well. Um, and the app wasn't used. It was actually through FaceTime. So this is actually, quality-wise, has really uplifted the images using this new app, this new tool. And I think what's really great about Adam is he's took pictures of me since I started and I've always sort of thought, wow, you know, he's a great photographer. What's really great about him as well, he's just really laid back. 
you know, he's he's really helpful, he's really supportive, but he's one of those people that, you know, he'd, he'd always offer his services, but he doesn't like, like bang on about it all. That, you know, he asks, but he's just, you know, he's kind of his, his own man and he's, you know, he's just really polite, really lovely. Um, and I couldn't, you know... I'm really glad to well, know him. Uh, well, it, it, hugely helpful and particularly tolerant in the sense that um, as far as the album cover is concerned, the, the, the front and rear cover, that is a Burkitt Downs Kennedy mm. creation, isn't it? Where you took one of his images and yeah. superimposed it on the background. It's, it's, it's basically to you know deliver the point of the album. It's not that we didn't like the image. We loved the images, but stripped back, we needed... By the way... The paint strip effect is a photo that's real. Steve Burkett has taken this photo when he was helping his son strip the wallpaper in the room that's going to be for their new baby. So that's it's quite nice, really, that it's an actual, you know, we haven't just downloaded a, an image of, you know, Google. It's like it's a real wall. It's a real wall in Steve Junior's house. Um, so I think that's really cute. <laughs> yeah, so that's quite amazing, really. Mm. And so just to complete the suite of what's available, there's a T-shirt which I'm wearing here for those of you on on YouTube. So yet again, I shall be. Uh, I think the red goes with it. Yes. What 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 do you, what do you do in your semi-retirement, Mr. Speller? Well, I I, I am mostly wearing. Rebecca Downs. Honestly, I think <laughs> if there wasn't any Sample Rebecca Downs, yeah, if there wasn't Sample any of my t-shirts, I have no idea what this man would wear. Well, I go get some wear out of them. Yeah, for, for the, and they're all the prototypes. <laughs> they're all the prototypes. The failure t-shirts. Well, they're right. They're, they're one or two are unique, so they've probably got some lasting value. Who knows? Not after I've worn them about fifteen times. And the other thing, we're, and we're offering all of this together in sort of bundles, so you can look on the website and get those. And the other, the final thing on offer is a Zoom call with Rebecca and Steve. Uh, two or three sessions of that available where you can get your merchandise signed with anything that you would like to say or feedback or whatever, you know, wisdom you would like put on, on the merch will, will be available. <laughs> so that's stripped back out on the 9th of April. We'll be feeding plenty more info about it out over uh, the various social media between now and then. Um, and whilst rabbiting on about uh, uh, new albums, uh, we've just completed a reprint of Back, da, to the, Back to the Start. Which one is the reprint? Oh, well, oh, I'm it's glad that you said oh, that boom. one. Yeah, I can see it. It's well, got see, the it's new got logo, logo on, on it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd, we'd sold everything... Well, We'd that's the last. It back to the, the other start. one's the last copy we had in our hands that you've got there. That's the last original we've got in your left hand. It's quite amazing, really. I never thought we'd ever sell everything. You know, it's like. No, I could tell that because the album artwork had disappeared. So one of the challenges <laughs> was to recreate as close as we possibly could. And it is. It's the, it's bang on the, the album artwork. Well, and uh, we've updated. We've taken your the logo, updated it, and various various other things. So plenty more copies of copies of that uh and we it says on amazon that stocks are low but we will be getting some more down down to them before long but try and buy from us please and yeah, i'll sign it for you yeah please again as i keep saying support independent musicians. musicians yeah always buy from the artist i know it's available on amazon and if you've got an amazon account it's nice and easy but it's uh, nice and easy from us it, it, it's it's nice and easy from us and if you buy an album for us we, we 
draw a tenner from it. If you buy an album from Amazon, we're lucky to get a fiver. It's that and simple. from any of the online stores. Yeah, that's shops, the CD. whatever. Yeah, so. and all those on eBay currently being offered for 20 quid a pot. Same applies. Um, do you want to say anything more about the current scenario, the new album, anything going on? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots going on in the background. There always is. As I say, it doesn't matter what's happening. Me and Steve are meeting twice a week and going over and stuff with, well, we've got um, new covers that we're going to put into the live set that we're going through at the moment um, and sort of making those our own. So that'd be quite nice. I thought they needed updating. But also, we've pretty much written, well, we sort of have, the next studio album. Um, that may or may not change, as it does. We're also working on something a little bit newer as well. So that may be in between this and the next studio album. But who knows? So I can't really say anything more on that because I don't know if it will actually come to fruition. Although I really hope it does. So there's loads going on. Um... I just thank you so much for your support. Um, hearing the pre-orders come in, and there's been so many. Um, and I know that this is such a hard time for so many people, uh, emotionally, mentally, financially. And I just, you know, I just really appreciate it. I'm really proud of this album. I'm really proud of the fact we did it all in-house. Um I'm really proud of the amount of work Steve put into it. A huge amount of work. Um, his son doing the mastering and mixing. And I know his son was, you know, kind of sweating about it, thinking, oh, my God, you know, I've got to get this perfect. And it's kind of like, I know Steve Jr. and I know his mixes and I know they were great and I know he'd do a good job. And I think, you know, because we had to sort of keep it in-house for many reasons, um, it's kind of made it a real family project. I do see... Steve and his wife as family to me and without Steve, without the support of his family, without the support of Colin, this wouldn't exist. My amazing band and of course it's you guys, you know, you just keep me going every time I feel like I'm flagging and there's been a lot of that over lockdown. One of you guys has written something and it's picked me up. Um, so thank you very much. Thanks to my amazing mom and dad, who are always proud of everything I do. Um, so, you know, I'm very, very lucky. And I'd just like to say that I feel very lucky um, at being able to do something I love and it to be appreciated. And I hope you all are well. I cannot wait to see you. I'm getting a bit of emotional there, so we'll stop there. Yes, I think that's a well, that's a nice rounding ending in in itself. So, Rebecca, thank you very much for this your contribution. Blah blah blah, blah. and we will be back uh, probably in two or three weeks' time. Certainly before the release, as I said, my next task is to beard Mr. Burkett in his den, and he can talk us through how it was all actually done. And that will be a bit of mansplaining. Yeah, there's an awful <laughs> lot that's gone into this album. I know it says stripped back, but look out for that podcast. It'll be really insightful. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you again soon. Love you guys. Mwah. Just lose your own.